The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. We're visionaries, entrepreneurs, and artists. Dream, transform, and create. You are listening to the Miracle Moment Podcast, where your breakthrough is a moment away. I'm your host, Ray Ireland. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Miracle Moment. Today, we have an incredible guest, Peyton Hughes, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. So she was a seven-figure CEO who then just totally had this face plant moment, which we'll go into in the height of the pandemic, and really hit a ton of chronic stress. And she just found that she was in this hustle space. And so she really kind of started looking at her life, looking at what she had created as this high level entrepreneur and found her way back into healing and reinventing herself, who, who she works with, what she stands for, and really had this big radical step that brought her into a big spiritual awakening, a new career, and of course, a lot of happiness. So Peyton and I connected at a VIP day of an incredible coach and mentor, Allison Bird. And this was uh, back in February. And I just remember like coming into the place and, you know, a bunch of new faces and Peyton was just this like shining bright light. And throughout the conversations that we had as a group, I just felt like Peyton, your wisdom that you brought in and just your authenticity. I just felt like this is just like a very real human, real woman who's just down to earth, um, gets the spiritual talk, but also just gets the practicality of having a business and being a mama and having a family and all of those pieces. And I feel like we just totally click. So I'm excited to have you here to introduce you to my audience and to share your story. So yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to Miracle Moment. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell us a little bit more about that let's, let's just go right into like the yeah. thick of it. Like what happened during that face plant and like, and also tell us like what you were doing before. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm trying not to give too much context, but I'll just bring you into the pandemic. So right before the pandemic hit, um, I own two fitness businesses, one's brick and mortar and one's a coach certification program, both of which are heavily anchored on the success of the fitness industry to provide cash flow to our family. I had um, at the time an eight month old and a three year old. So, I mean, I was in postpartum depression. Everyone was giving me these little oh, nap when the baby naps. I'm like, the baby's napping, but the toddler's not, right? Like none of these are helping. Thank you. Please stop, you know? And, And so I was going into, before the pandemic, I was working really hard. We were launching another company. We had drained every bank account that we had to get this rock star marketing agency from San Diego to help us like make a million dollars a year. Like I fully, fully swallowed that magic pill. 
and all the bank accounts are like zeroed out and I'm in postpartum depression. I look like a wreck, but on the outside, my, my life looks amazing to everybody. Everyone's like, how do you do it all? How are you so successful? How is it so wonderful? And I'm an Enneagram three, which means the achiever. Mm -hmm. And my catnip is people thinking I'm really successful and not wanting to crush their spirit. And so you just sort of like hold it in and hold it in tight. Mm -hmm. And there might be moments where we kind of like share a little bit of um, what's real for us. But in general, I would rather have people think that my life is so amazing. And and that's what ultimately led me to not asking for help, over committing. I'm a total people pleaser. You know, all those things that honestly, a lot of that's generational. And a lot of that is... um, just my own stuff. And so anyways, the pandemic comes, we have to shutter our business for 10 months. It's, you know, it's, it's, I'm the CEO of that company. The other company is like the one we just sunk all the money into is like, Hey, sorry, 75% of trainers just lost their jobs. No one's buying your certification on how to do corrective movement to reduce baby boomer pain. Mm -hmm. Like that's not what anyone cares about. And I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, like I, like I I had this moment where I'm in complete denial for 24 hours. I'm a total victim of the circumstance. And then some beautiful mentor speaks into my life and says, be like someone that people can look to, to carry as like an example, to carry them through. And I was like, oh, that'll be great. I'll do that. I'll be the example. I'll be the good one. The one that can hold it all together. That'll be my thing. So I shove all my feelings down, like get, like push it all, all the feelings. These are not helpful. There are no symptoms. We're not worried about the fact that I'm getting my period every six, you know, days, you know, between cycles and I'm breaking out like crazy and I'm having erratic meltdowns and I'm like a miserable person to be around. Everyone's walking on eggshells. I'm just going to pretend that's not happening and I'm going to be the role model. And so I don't think that was such a, like in that time, I feel like any leader really was taking that role on. It was like, okay, like put all my stuff aside. Like the world is like falling apart. I need to step up. So I can totally relate to that. And I think so many women specifically, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like this is just chaos. Like, let me just nurture everyone back but let me not nurture myself. Like, okay, we'll deal with that later. We don't have time for that. The world needs us. Totally. And then I think like the mom layer on it was like, moms, we don't ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I think like we've been all taught that there's some kind of village of motherhood, but the village has never shown up because the mothers never ask for help and they don't bring a village in. And so there's no village plus you're quarantining at home. So your village has literally dwindled into like the three people willing to risk their health to be in proximity to you. So like, it's, you know, village gone. I've I've got nannies leaving to go home and I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, I can't keep these businesses going without people watching my kids. So it just felt like an absolute craziness. And I wanted to be that leader and I wanted to come in and serve and I wanted to be the beacon of light, but I had no generative energy to provide light. I was just dwindling what I had into 
the ground, which is ultimately what happened one day. I caught myself staring at my computer, zoning out from like 2 to 4 p.m. as per usual. And I had like completely normalized that. Where I don't even know if I would get anything done for two hours in my day, but it felt really important that I had nannies watching my kids so I could work. <laughs> like that's just hilarious. And I'm sitting there zoning out. And then I like get into my car and I fall asleep in my car, driving five minutes from my office to my house. And I almost hit a tree. I wake up in that like startled, like yeah. wake yourself up, freak out. And I literally swerve oh out goodness. from a tree, almost clip the car next to me. And I'm like clutching the steering wheel, looking around like, Oh, I hope no one saw that. That was literally the thing I was worried about was I hope no one saw me do that. Of course. Right. Because it's that, <laughs> that people pleaser thing. Like, yes. Let me make sure everyone sees I'm successful. Yes. Even a successful driver. The facade is crumbling. The facade is crumbling. Like stay oh away. My. And actually I get home. I stumble out of the car. I am like delirious. Like I'm dizzy, faint, like everything's bad. Mm. I hold it together. So the nanny doesn't freak out. She leaves and I make it to the kitchen and I just hit the deck. I just remember waking up, like looking around and being like, where am I? And my kids being like, mom, are you okay? And my daughter is like very intuitive. And she's like, this is not good. My mom's down. And I'm like trying to pretend like it's a game. And I'm like, oh, mommy's just playing a game. Like, I didn't even know tears are rolling down my eyes. I'm coming up with like the fakest of fake things to say. And my daughter just hugs me. Oh, it's going to be okay, mommy. And then my little son who's like nonverbal and eight months old is like hugging me. And I'm literally just laying there. And it's was to my, to this date, my lowest of lows. Like mm-hmm. I was scared. I couldn't even move my appendages. I literally couldn't move my hands or my legs. So I was just laying there. I was surprised I could talk, but for 45 minutes, I couldn't move. And I had to then finally figure out I could army crawl. And I went army crawl to the living room, had my daughter hand me the remote and I turned cartoons on army crawl myself back to the kitchen floor and just sobbed because I was so scared of what this meant because my body couldn't give up on me. I was like, no, 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 I cannot save everyone and everything. If you do not work for me. And we had this like whole, like Jesus moment, like totally. wake up. You cannot be dead. Like, wake Gather up. all the willpower. This is the time we need it. Oh yeah. So I did the blood work right after that. Um, and even, you know, what's wild is I, even though that's the lowest of my lows, I was so embarrassed that it happened. I barely told my husband how bad it was. Yeah. I think I made like an offhand comment you know, I, I collapsed in the kitchen today and I think he thought it was retort, like an analogy. Right. Until oh like months later, he was like, I literally never took you. I, I didn't think you were being serious about that because mm-hmm. you made it seem so nonchalant. Wow. So that's what I would consider like my breaking point as yeah. like my hustle life. Oh my goodness. So what was the miracle moment for you then that switched mm-hmm. you into, you know, this new possibility, this new way of living? Yeah. So, um, Allison bird, who was my mentor at the time, I had signed up randomly for a thing she has called soul sessions. And 
I was such like the odd person out in the room and the miracle, there are two miracle moments, but the first one was she basically calls out my little privileged self showing up in her space being like, but the universe isn't giving me what I want. And she basically said, Peyton, you need to show up for your own rescue. Mm. Like you need to show up for your own rescue. And you need, if you want the universe to show up big for you, you need to show up big for the universe. And so I'm like nodding along. Like I have the faintest of ideas of what that means. At this point, I'm basically agnostic and like a full, like I've rejected Christianity. I don't even know about God. Yeah. Like, what is this universe thing? And why am I having to be rescued? Like what's going on? And she says, you need to go to Sedona on a soul adventure for a week. And she sent me a contact name and I booked it. And I was there five days after the face plant. I was in Good Sedona for you. on a soul adventure. I know wow. it was wild that I pulled that off. Um, and I, and, and that was miracle moment one, when she said, you had to show for your own rescue, book the soul adventure there. I did it. But the moment, the second miracle moment was in the soul adventure. I met with this like amazing healer and guru. And she basically said, Peyton, you are a highly sensitive person. You are an empath and a healer, and you are in so out of your design right now. You are driving your body like it's a Lamborghini and you're a Toyota Tacoma. And I was like, so unflattering. Are you kidding me right now? Like (laughs) what? And I don't even hate Toyota Tacoma. You got to do that comparison. And now I'm pissed. (laughs) And she, she was like, you know, what do you need to do? to get yourself back. And out of my mouth, miracle moment number two, Mm. I blurt, I need to spend two hours a day alone. Mm. And she's like, at least, you know, like she fully jumps on that bandwagon and I'm sitting there and then the cart goes, goes, and she's like creating a whole life plan for me that involves a lot of alone time. And I'm sitting there reeling from the fact that I just blurted out the most insane thing I've ever heard, much less I gave myself a prescription that came from somewhere deep within, which at the time I didn't have a connection to my intuition that I was cultivating in any way. Mm -hmm. And so it was this beautiful moment where like my inner being, Mm -hmm knew the prescription for happiness. And I didn't actually need to outsource that to anyone else. Mm. And that was my really powerful moment. That is huge. It's, it's owning, we are our own gurus. We are our own best Mm -hmm. guides. We are our own fortune tellers and our own best doctors too. So what do we, what do we need and really getting open enough to hear that answer? Yeah. And or sometimes desperate enough. Yeah, I think it was. I've tried to think about it because I've had my community is full of a lot of very overachieving workaholic moms, which mm-hmm. of course I clearly relate to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we talk about, you know, how do you, how do you do two hours a day? Because that's basically what came out of that whole adventure was I yeah. really actually did stick with doing two hours a day alone. And I, I sit there and I'm like, I don't know if I would have been smart enough to know how to do that without a face plant. Mm-hmm. I think that my body knew like it, Peyton is going to have to be faced with her complete limitation before she's ever going to show up for her rescue. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so, so it's so fascinating, like what we're given that are seem as like really dark moments can sometimes be the very concoction that we need to shake it up and make a better choice. Absolutely. And that face plant can look on a variety of scales, depending on your 
intensity of life. Like I always say, like my face plant was a near death suicide attempt, like pretty intense and dramatic, but I also for fun, like to jump out of planes. So it's relevant to like my experience of how much life I like to be like had. And so it's like someone that likes to, you know, just like baking cookies on a Sunday, like Mm -hmm. that's their best thing. Like your face plant might actually not be like mine or like yours, you know? And so like being open and aware that what is my face plant and have I, did I have it? And, and where's, I mean, usually, you know, (laughs) but sometimes not to think, oh, I have to get thrown on the ground and, you know, not be able to move my body. That doesn't have to be your face plant. Yeah. Please please don't wait for that to be your face right? (laughs) You know, but, but also, I mean, I've seen people go through with breakups, like a really painful breakup. And that is the moment Mm -hmm. that gives birth to this whole new identity or, you know, there's just so many moments Mm -hmm. and sometimes they are the most painful, painful, what did they say? Make your mess, your message. Yeah, absolutely. That one's a good one. Oh, it's such a powerful story that you share. And I love that now you're working with women, these high level achievers to support them in that journey to happiness, because yeah, yeah, what is the success without that inner peace and that inner calmness? And I think you just, you're such a great representation of that. So I want to let the audience, anyone that's listening or watching know, where can they continue to follow you and see, see your life, you know, in real time, what's happening and what you've created. Yeah. So I'm obsessed with TikTok. And so if you go over to TikTok at Peyton Hughes and then, or Instagram at Peyton Hughes, you can find Mm -hmm. me there as well. I do more stories on Instagram and behind the scenes. And then TikTok, I'm obsessed with, and I put out like four to six stories a day. It's, and I love it. I love it. So that's where I am. I also have a website, um, www.paydenhughes.com and you can head over there. Um, and then I've got a book coming out in September called take two, which really documents a lot of this story. And so, um, take two book.com as well. Incredible. Congratulations on the book. I know that journey and yes, you um, do. <laughs> that is incredible. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to pick it up and read it myself. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your story, your heart with us and for everyone that's watching. Thanks for being a part of this story as well. And I, I always love to feel like there's one action thing that we're, we're giving to the audience. So is there any last piece of advice that you want to share and impart on the audience? I think what I would say is, um, so much of our life is spent reacting and responding to the distractions and the busyness of the world around us. And a lot of the magic that's inside of us gets unleashed when we get into stillness and quiet. And that doesn't have to be meditating for hours. Mm -hmm. It could be just going on a nice walk someplace peaceful and just not listening to audiobooks and not listening to music, just being in your own energy. And I think when we reconnect to ourselves free of those distractions, your inner voice comes through and it's incredibly powerful. And sometimes it's thoughts that you're, that you think that you're like, I don't know if that's me or what, but it's freaking true. And it's landing is truth. And let those thoughts guide you. Mm, I love that. I I love that. Thank you so much. Yes. Your voice is important. Your story is important. Your message is important. Your being is important. So 
let it out, let it be seen, let it be heard first and foremost by yourself. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining and thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for checking out this video. Subscribe and ring the bell if you haven't yet so you can stay up to date for new episodes coming out soon. And remember to witness and acknowledge the miracles and magic in every moment. This is Ray Ireland and I'll see you soon.